break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to our show this week where we have natural solutions for common health issues. We are Doctors Nutrition of Texas. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we have a very exciting show for you today, uh, kind of based around Valentine's Day called Be Still My Beating Heart. So we thought we would chocolate and roses. Yeah, or maybe what chocolate might do to you if you eat it. Uh, Or what your wife may do to you if you don't bring her some. That's true. Could make a heart issue, correct? (laughs) Um, We're going to discuss a little bit about uh, fiber and diet. Does it have any kind of relevance with cancer prevention? We're going to discuss BPAs. Are they all they're cracked up to be when you get the BPA-free bottles? And the big topic of the day is heart disease and bleeding gums. Do your gums have a telltale sign of a heart issue down the road? Yep. So uh, let's get right into the show. We are located, if you're looking for our website, it's doctorsnutrition.org. It's drsnutrition.org where you can find out exactly what we're all about. We're basically home with a low-cost lab work, and we do free consultations, which is unheard of with the doctor. So you can talk to the doctor for free and get your lab work at a very low cost so that you're not guessing at what you need for natural supplements. As you hear us talk about different subjects and we say, well, how do you know this or that? Well, we know this or that because we run a lab, and we can tell you what's happening. And then we have very specific pharmaceutical grade supplements that actually move lab values so uh let's get right into the show and let's start talking uh let's go to the fiber and diet does that have anything to do with preventing cancer well there was a good article the other day about eating a high fiber diet uh as a teenager may help prevent breast cancer later but you know you can say well if it'll help prevent prevent breast cancer it'll help all kinds of other things You know, the study alluded to the fact that it helps decrease the estrogens in your environment, you know, out of your body. And and this was a study of more than 90,000 women, so it's a very valid study, and it went over 20 years. You had a 16% lower risk of cancer uh, if you ate less versus a 24% lower risk of cancer if you ate more fiber in your teenage years, and, and that was breast cancer before menopause, which is much harder to treat. Uh, Maybe you should tell us what fiber is. You know, some people think bread is fiber. So, Well, you know, bread has some fiber in it, but that's the worst thing you could be eating is anything made out of grain. Um, there's all kinds of books to that effect. Please pick up one, you know, against all grain, life without bread, grain brain, wheat belly, that kind of thing. Get a book and read it. Um, so that's incorrect fiber. <laughs> I think so. But uh, 
What about ramen noodles? Is that considered a fiber? Uh, that's considered a slow death sentence, I think. <laughs> well, give us some good, what kind of fiber is good? Eat the non-starchy vegetables. You know, I don't necessarily eat a lot of things because I like it. I eat it because it's healthy. And that's one of the problems Americans have gotten into. We eat for pleasure rather than to live and to be healthy. People say, but I don't like such and such. Well, you still need it. Or they'll say, well, I like Bluebell and Schinerbach. Well, that don't mean you need it. So, you know. So you're talking about broccoli and cauliflower, that cabbage, uh, beans and peas to some degree, uh, brown yeah. brown rice, which in uh, moderation, somewhat, um, black beans. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Not the pintos that you like, but black ones. I like pintos, right. but it's because Janet knows how to cook them. Well, I think a lot of it is because the colorful fruits uh, deliver antioxidants also that you need that help uh, reduce the risk of cancer. So not only are you getting your fiber from those brightly colored vegetables, you are also getting the antioxidants that help with that and heart disease and diabetes and other conditions. That's so, true of that and fruits. And, so, and yes. you're not seeing that with bread really, huh? No, I'm not a big bread fan. I'll eat a little bit once in a while, but I can tell when I've sinned too much. So y'all try to avoid that. What about Fiber One cereal or some cereals? Uh, I'm not naming a specific brand, but maybe no. that is one called that. I don't know. But the ones that say they're full of high fiber. Well, a lot of them can make you have uh, increased bowel motility, and that's not a bad thing. But I still don't think that grains are something you should be consuming very much of and you know, you just kind of have to find your own road there. But, you know, it, it's not healthy in most of the people that we see. Yeah, raisin bran, I think, was always a really good one to help you go. But I think it was the raisins in it that probably helped that more than anything. <laughs> well, the bran. You know, I eat raisin bran, but I eat it about once a year, maybe twice. Right. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk a little bit about the BPA-free bottles you know everybody's really into um making sure they've got a certain number on the bpa bottle that they're getting the healthiest one available yeah what what? jan and i were coming back from some trip up north i don't know if it's hot springs little rock branson or whatever uh, and we was coming back and she gets bored so she's my number one google queen and she was Googling, and this has been quite a while ago, that, uh, oh, BPA-free, well, some of the plastics that we are led to believe or, or they imply that it's safe, most of them contain 12 or 13 other estrogen-mimicking chemicals that are just as bad. And so, you know, as much as I hate to tell you to uh, take more time and more effort, you should be feeding your babies out of glass bottles. Actually, they should be breastfed, but if you have to feed them formula, go to glass bottles. Hmm. Okay, so any of the BPs on there isn't necessarily a greater choice because they got BPA and BPS. Um, yeah, just- stuff we can't pronounce most of the time. You know, that study went on, uh, it, I think it was the zebra fish. Is that right, Janet? Correct. Uh, that's kind of like the canary in the coal mine because it it really increased the uh, heartbeat of the zebrafish, which indicated uh, physiological stress. So try to avoid plastics as much as you can, and you have to increase your nutrient level so that your body has the excess nutrients to carry that out of your body. You know, the uh, <clears throat> old adage of, well, if you take vitamins, you just have expensive urine. Well, that was debunked about 75 years ago. 
but people still hang on to it. I don't know why they continue to hang on to lies, but those nutrients that you're getting out of your system, they're full because they have the power to create glutathione and all kinds of other chemicals. They can take these things out. So it's not expensive urine. It's a urine full of bad things that needs to come out and come through. Well, and for those new to the show that don't really understand why we say don't use, you know, the BPA type thing and you say it mimics the bad estrogen, you might explain to the listeners about, you know, what does bad estrogens do? What what does it cause? Because, you know, they may not understand like the people that are seasoned listeners. Well, I'm fortunate that I get to talk to people all all over the country every day, and uh, sometimes I forget who I've talked to, but just recently I've been talking to people about, you know, the plastics and pesticides, and the, the people that have little girls that are going through horrific menstrual cycles, and the doctor puts them on birth control pill, which increases their estrogen, and it's the estrogen mimicking chemicals that create most of the female problems and hormonal imbalance even on boys and men, too. Um, And I love our medical profession. They can do some absolutely incredible things and certainly some brilliant men and women. But uh, they kind of have their hands tied about they can't practice natural medicine. I can tell you more stories about that, but I won't. Um, Yeah, you know, these environmental estrogens, if you've noticed over the years that little girls develop their secondary sex characteristics about 10 years earlier than they did when I was a kid, Little boys are way, way, way more feminine. The the man's sperm counts down 50% in 50 years. You know, you see ads on television about low testosterone because these endocrine-disrupting chemicals have created low T. And, you know, of course, everyone's familiar with the rise in breast and prostate cancer because that's what you hear about nowadays. And there is a very huge link between the bad estrogens being a cause of that. So we very much practice, you know, not giving estrogen. And we uh, have the hormones balanced back to the way it was or the way it's supposed to be. And we have specific products that we do that with. You know, one of the ones that we like is something called Doctor's Nutrition Detox. It's, uh, we, we called it DN for Doctor's Nutrition Detox. But it actually goes in and it helps uh, take out the bad estrogens and, you know, the bad chemicals that we're ingesting in all kinds of ways. When you're saying, hey, I'm eating healthy, but what about that shampoo you're putting on your hair? What about the hairspray? What De- about the makeup? Deodorant with aluminum in it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we have a lot of people that we know right now that says, but I eat healthy. And we have several right now that are dying of cancer. And it's like... I tried for years, and, you know, they're putting in all kinds of foreign things in their body to enhance their beauty, so to speak. Uh, They smoke. They wouldn't eat a vegetable to save their life, and all I can do is give them a big hug and cry as subtly as I can because they're dying at a very early age. And it's like you never would put a supplement, you know, down the body. I mean, at least give it a fighting chance. We all have health issues. Janet and I have health issues, too. But they're less severe and less often because of the enhanced nutrient level. So, you know, give your body a fighting chance. Right. There's just so many chemicals you're exposed to. You know, hairdressers are in, in all kinds of chemicals all day long. There's people doing jobs out there that they have to be in chemicals um, to work. You know, termite, you know, pest control people. Um, 
people that are breathing in chemicals. If you can smell it, it's in your system. So it is um, something that's harmful to the body. So you always need to be putting something in that helps drag those things out. Like he said, give your body a fighting chance. Well, there's so many people that come in and said, I want a quick, easy detox. I want to detox my kidneys. I want to detox my liver. I saw this infomercial, infomercial where you can detox your colon and be young, rich, and good looking in six weeks. Folks, it's not like that because you take all these pollutants out of your body, but the environment's putting them back in at almost the same rate that you're taking them out. So you have to enhance that rate. And detox should be every day, and that includes the organic, uh, if you can get it, uh, fruits and vegetables. And we really like vegetables more than a lot of fruits because we generally, as a society, have too much sugar going on anyway, so... More and more of those stabilized, uh, and they're full of fiber, and that helps stabilize the blood sugar, too, as well as carry out these bad estrogens. And that's a liver thing. I have lots and lots and lots of people on the liver, the doctor's nutrition, liver detox and support. And that's just another way to increase the detoxification pathway so that your liver can get these estrogens into the bile and through your small intestine and colon and... You know, most of the experts say that in all cases or almost all cases of cancer, you have hypomethylation, which means less methylation than what is necessary, meaning your liver couldn't detox it. And that's just one of 11 that I know of. Right. So anyway, so make sure you detox and then... um, We'll get right to the heart of the show here, literally. Unintended. <laughs> uh, we we're going to talk about heart health, and this is for men and women, so it, don't think it's just about men having heart attacks because women have them also. But one of the signs that you may have a heart issue going on is is because your gums may be bleeding after you brush your teeth. So that's one way to know or want to perk up here and pay attention to what Dr. Lewis is about to talk about with heart health because if you're spitting red redness into your sink after you brush your teeth or you have pink spit. Uh, Can you clean that up, Janet? Yes, that that is very much related to heart issues. Uh diabetes yeah and see your dentist too you should really see your dentist if you have that and you should you know supplement as a matter of fact i used to have that way before i started knowing about natural medicine and everybody that talks to us goes well y'all don't have any problems because y'all run a health food store well the reason we run our store is because we do have problems and it led us to try to figure it out which made us healthy and now want to help you guys but i had red puffy gums most all my life um, as a kid I, I thought it was normal to brush your teeth and have blood come out when you when you brush your teeth but as I'm getting healthier and older my gums are actually healthier but she doesn't look like she's getting older that's correct I don't there was uh, you know I had a secretary one time you know kept her until her husband moved her off up north I bought her a nice diamond ring her husband said if I'd known you was going to do that I'd have took her off sooner so she could have got the ring <laughs> She had bleeding gums, and she was having to have all kinds of oral surgery. And I said, listen, all you got to do is take this, this, and this. Boom, miraculously, it went away. So your teeth and gums are very much connected to your health in general. There's actually a chart that we have for every tooth that you have in your mouth. It goes to an organ of the body. 
So whenever we have someone or our dentist has somebody that you, she's noticing something strange with one of their teeth, she'll call me and go, hey, Janet, what, what organ is that? So we can start working on that organ and make her healthier. But, you know, like I said before, I knew about natural medicine. I had a tooth. I was 20-something years old. It just fell out out of nowhere. Chewing gum, it come out. And it turned out that it was related to an organ that I was having issues with that I had no idea at the time. So pay attention to your teeth and your gums because they are trying to give you signals. Your body's trying to tell you when it needs help. And if you don't do anything about it, you'll get a bigger signal that may be not such a good idea. So do something maintenance while you can. So um, you want to talk to us a little bit about heart issues, what's going on, difference between men and women and that kind of thing? Uh, women are prettier. Well, I realize that, but <laughs> heart-wise. <clears throat> well, back to the gum disease, you know, it, it harbors a lot of bacteria, and that can actually uh, create problems in the valves of the heart, you know, if it gets into the bloodstream. So see your dentist first. Um yeah, maybe you ought to start with cholesterol because so many people are concerned about cholesterol and trying to get those numbers so low, especially because now uh, we are being told lower numbers of cholesterol are better and actually being put on medicines to make them extremely low. So maybe you could explain a little bit about what cholesterol should be, why, well, you know, why it's there. You know, there's a lot of different uh, theories on that. There's all sorts of books out there that you could uh, read and then intelligently talk to your doctor that wants you to go on statin drugs. Cholesterol hoax, the cholesterol lie, the great cholesterol myth. And, you know, I have MDs that come in and buy our stuff to lower cholesterol, and I think their cholesterol's fine even though it's a little bit above the parameters. And I think those parameters have been lowered artificially so they can sell $30 billion worth of statin drugs. I just don't buy into it because cholesterol has very, very little to do with heart disease, but that's only if there's um, inflammation going on. And, you know, there are things, if you really do have problems with your cholesterol, which most of that is made in your liver, and that goes back to the liver detox and support or the doctor's nutrition detox, there's something called Google lipids that will lower cholesterol, and it also stimulates thyroid function. I noticed where we keep our Google lipids, it was empty yesterday because somebody came in and wiped us out. They think it's working. Red clover is high in isoflavones, which is, you know, the antioxidant activity that helps lower cholesterol and strengthens bones and i've lowered my cholesterol so much that i and mine is you know genetically high i've lowered it so much i got premium uh uh, preferred rate on large large uh insurance policies and then we have uh supposedly the only red yeast rice that still works there's a lot of them out there that don't work but there's other ways besides red yeast rice that will do that. Cholesterol is not a problem. You get it down low, you get it under 160, you've doubled your risk of stroke. And there's a lot of research to back that up. So go get the book, Cholesterol Hoax, Cholesterol Lie, The Great Cholesterol Myth, something like that, and read it so that you have the knowledge to have the power to take control of your health. But there's different parts of the cholesterol also. You know, when they give you medicine, they try to lower the whole the whole gamut, the whole thing. Uh, when we're looking at lab work, we're looking at triglycerides, you know, which most are high. If somebody has high cholesterol, they generally have high triglycerides. That's about diet. 
primarily. It's also got genetics involved in you're it. You're eating but, out of the wrong trough if your triglycerides are high. Right. But if you have a really good fish oil, which, again, you have to trust the manufacturer that makes those, which is why we we only carry uh, a couple in here that we know actually move lab values, it will actually move the triglycerides down if you take a really good one. Um, so that's part of it. So then your total number comes down. The other part is your HDLs, which is your good cholesterol. That's more of a heart risk having them low. It's low, yeah. So you want to make sure that those that number is always higher than what it says is the, the low end of it, yeah. which a lot of people that have heart problems, they're flagged low and don't really know what to do with that. So a good fish oil, again, will move those. And I had a couple of MDs in here the other day, and one's worried about his cholesterol. It turned out he wasn't worried about it. He just needed it low so he could get a better rate on his insurance. And then another one comes in, and he says, well, I want to know about the fluffy ones, cholesterol versus the dense ones. And, you know, they say LDLs are bad. It's like, well, part of them are good because they're fluffy, and the dense ones are the ones you need to worry about. And, you know, their number there is anything above 99 is considered bad. But it's like I've read tons of research that says if it's under 160 or under 190, it's really okay because there's a pretty large percentage of it that's actually the fluffy ones. So, Well, and then the other part of the cholesterol is the um, the bad cholesterol. And many times that is hormone-related, believe it or not. So you may actually have a thyroid problem. You may be low in testosterone. You may be low in DHEA. And all of these things contribute to the bad cholesterol being high. So actually getting the hormones optimal will start making the bad cholesterol be normalized. So there's many parts to that. So testosterone has got to do with heart health also. And don't shoot the messenger, and the messenger is the cholesterol. That's not the issue. It's just the messenger, something else is going wrong. Correct. So it's not about just lowering the number and making it look pretty. It's about finding the root cause, which, again, your body's trying to tell you, hey, this is what's wrong. Please fix it this way until you don't listen, and then something bigger comes along and you have a bigger uh, problem. But if you don't really know what your numbers are, and you go, well, I haven't had my cholesterol checked. Or what about your risk of heart attack or stroke, which is one of the tests that we run on our lab. Do you know what that number is? Because most doctors don't run that. Well, we do here. So if that's, that's things that you're concerned about, it runs in your family, go on our website to doctorsnutrition.org. It's drsnutrition.org. Fill out our health survey. Because that allows Dr. Lewis and myself to have a great idea of what's going on with you, your prescriptions that you're taking, what you're trying to achieve, what's going on in your family history, so that we can recommend some lab panels for you and get your health back to optimal so that you're not going, hey, I'm hearing all this stuff, but I don't really know what's wrong with me. I haven't been checked in years. I can't afford to go to the doctor. And well, the doctors have their hands tied by what they can always you know, order, too, so... They're doing the best they can under a system that's broken and getting more broken by the minute. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about inflammation being a heart problem. We talked about BPA or lack of BPA is not as safe as what you think. One of the best things you can do if you want information is go buy the book called Hormonal Chaos. It's called The Scientific and Social Origins of Endocrine Environmental Hypothesis. And what that's going to tell you is that your hormones especially your sex hormones and thyroid hormones, are being pummeled by environmental toxins such as plastics and pesticides. You hear me say that all the time. 
And what this does, it leads to hormone problems, but also leads to heart disease and cancer. And that's substantiated by the Journal of the American Medical Association. So you'll look it up. I found it interesting that vitamin D actually decreases heart disease death risk. Yeah, it decreases autism, decreases ADD, ADHD. I mean, I've got a whole big list of the studies on vitamin D and what it does to increase your health. And one of the reasons why you need to supplement with vitamin D, and they're not all the same. I see it on lab every day. Uh, You can't get it out of the sun. I've only seen one person that had it. His number was 82, which is, oh, my goodness, optimal. And he swears... He didn't take anything. He gets it by laying out in the sun in Nogales, Arizona. But he's the only guy I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody get it past 42 by sun exposure by itself. And that's another thing. If you lower your cholesterol, you need cholesterol to convert sunlight to vitamin D anyway. So should someone just run out and get some vitamin D and start taking it then to to decrease their risk? I have seen literally hundreds and hundreds of people that says, but doc, I'm taking five or 10,000 IUs a day. And I'll say, it's not working. And they say, well, it says vitamin D. And I said, yeah, well, I've had some crazy, 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 harmful, scary girlfriends. All women are not the same, I promise you. I hadn't found one anywhere close to being as sweet and wonderful as Janet, uh, although there's a lot of good women out there, but there's good vitamins and bad vitamins, just like there's good women and bad women and crazy guys and real gentlemen. Yeah, that's a, that leads me to another point. Apparently, stress and emotions are major I, I, players in heart disease risk. I'm sorry. I think I opened up a can of worms, and I'm yes. fixing to get uh, the can of other stuff, uh, <laughs> the can of whip. Well, I'm just noticing a small note that you made here because oh, it says uh, unhappy marriages may cause heart disease in women. And then it says this. Yeah, my note. His note. And then he hand wrote in and oh, added Lord. to it that, and if the woman is really mean, it may be harmful to the man. Well, so, I wasn't talking about you, Janet. It may not be just heart risk you would be having at that point, correct? Yeah, folks, you I, might get cut. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I was I was like, why did he write that in? I don't um, know what he's trying to tell me. You know, <laughs> don't be sensitive. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm going to get cold supper and a cold shoulder all night tonight. You know, the stress and emotions are major players in heart disease risk. That's why we laugh all day long. You can laugh at us, and we go home and hold hands and laugh. It's very, very important to get off the treadmill and find some reason to have a good time and look at all the beauty in the world. People that look at what's right get more of it. People that look at what's wrong create more of it. I think it's interesting that terror, terror, which is a lot of what we're all um, experiencing right now, fears, terror, terror, fears, raise heart disease risk. And they found that uh, Israeli women who have an intense fear of terrorism appear to have higher levels of a marker of blood vessel inflammation, which was linked to potential risk of heart disease. So carry a gun, folks. So so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not. Well, I mean, I think we need to be doing things that are relaxing and, you know, quit focusing so much on all the bad stuff, even though, you know, we know it's there. but We don't have to be reminded of it every day because it does create terror. You know, I I would hate for the house to catch on fire. We've got some fire extinguishers and a fire alarm, but I don't consciously worry about it. 
And the other thing is depression. Even if treated, increases your heart disease risk. They say depression and heart disease are linked through impaired blood vessel function. And GI function or lack of proper GI function. Right, because depression comes out of the gut, not Uh, your head. A lot of it, that or thyroid hormones or exhausted adrenals, uh, sex hormones gone awry. And they're saying that this link may explain why the risk of heart disease is doubled in people with depression. So, I, you know, it's things that you're not even thinking about that could cause a heart problem um, that have to do with emotional things. And I would agree that women with type A personalities have higher heart disease risk. Not because I'm a type A personality, but I... I, th- I thought you were blood type A. That's what it is. <laughs> but they are I'm more... I'm trying um, to kiss and make up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hadn't got over the note over here. So I'm, I'm thinking that wasn't like a bouquet of flowers. That's okay. like... Hmm. So... Here's a study from uh, American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. It says fruits, vegetables, EFAs, which is essential fatty acids, the fish oil, nuts, and antioxidants cr- decrease endothelial inflammation. So eat the good fish oil, the fruits and vegetables, and be a nut, and that's going to decrease endothelial inflammation. American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Well, would you d- discuss with people, because I know a lot of them are listening to this going, hey, I have this covered. I take my aspirin a day, and, you know, then they hear that aspirin's not that great for you. So now they're going to do the baby aspirin instead every day. Does that take care of someone to keep them from having a heart attack? Well, I know it's a very popular thing for people to get on an aspirin a day. And, you know, if you've listened to very many of our radio shows or podcasts, whatever we've done in the past, I'm... Flattered, so many people listen to all of them. I, I appreciate it, but no, I don't think an aspirin a day is a good thing. And I understand there's some benefits to it, but why would you choose an aspirin over an apple? The closer it is to the way God made it, the better it is for you. The more that it's adulterated, the worse it's going to be, or the more potential side effects it has. So an apple would work like an aspirin. Yeah, but I'd get organic because the average apple's been sprayed 14 times with those pesticides before it gets to market. And then it may have been there a year or two before it's ripened with nitrogen gas. So go organic, folks. So there's something in apples that mimics the same thing that aspirin does? Antioxidants. Ah, very good. Okay. just See, even I can learn something here. I have this little mind that's just rolling around over here, and sometimes I have to extract the information out that oh, he has all built up in there. She can't keep me corralled. I can't <laughs> even keep myself corralled. My head's going a thousand different directions any given time. Well, what about vitamin E? Does it reduce heart uh, disease? Yeah, it. Uh, it now it's got to be a good vitamin E, and there's a lot of bad ones out there. It, it reduces your risk of dying uh, by, I think, 50%. And most cardiologists know this, and they'll tell you, but it has to be D-alpha tocopherol and mixed tocopherols, not the DL, the little DL, if there's truth in labeling. That's the synthetic one. It's not very good. Which the big box stores carry. And it's better to get not just the D-alpha tocopherol, but, uh, you know, get the ones with mixed tocopherols and tocotrienols. But magnesium, there's so many different things, and the easiest way to do this is just contact us, whether it's doctorsnutrition.org, fill out a health survey, or give us a call because we can guide you to a better, healthier way of life. 
Right. We want to make sure that you have what you need and not just guess. And I know you've heard a lot of information here, and, and it would actually save you money to probably talk to us and figure out what's best for you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's show, and thank you for listening. And if you hear something in here that pertains to some friends or family, please pass our podcast on to others because that's how we help make a difference to the community and across the United States. So again, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a blessed week and we'll talk to you right here next time on the doctor's nutrition show.